0: Boom! Mm-hmm. You for listening to the Roundtable Consult, where we discuss political and social issues that matter to you from a spiritual, medical, and legal perspective. Join the conversation with your host, Attorney Sonya Madison, and Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to the Roundtable Consult. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Williams, and I'm joined today by my wonderful co host, Attorney Sonya Madison. How are you doing, Sonia?
1: I'm doing well. Look at you. Quite the introduction.
0: Well, uh, you know, I didn't throw any compliments or anything. I just say my co-host.
1: <laughs> well, when your smile is so big, just saying my name, I think that is speaks for itself.
0: Yeah, my smile is big all the time, so it don't matter. Even if I'm in pain, I got a big smile. That's because I'm the kind of person I am. You know, I smile sure. because I'm happy. I smile sure. because I'm free. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me.
1: I think you forget hey. that we're related, so then I know better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? What does your shirt say today? It says what? Be great. Be, what? be great. Yeah, oh yeah, you have great. to keep reminding yourself. I is smart. <laughs> I'm is important. I'm is kind. I'm is important.
1: <laughs> it's go. for you. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't usually see it when I'm walking around, but it's for people like you to see it. Like, hey. <laughs> Be great, be great. You got to keep reminding yourself, (laughs) be great today, be great. Don't be
0: small and petty like you usually are. (laughs) Don't be petty. That's my next one. (laughs) You should put that on the back. Be great on the back, say don't be petty. (laughs) Anyway, well, welcome this week. What is going on in your world?
1: You know, I was thinking, speaking of being petty, and I don't know if this is petty or not, but I was listening um, to one of the stations on the news and they were talking about Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. And I don't know if you're familiar with the, I guess, the big controversy between him this week, but he got on Howard Stern and said that his marriage didn't work. They they just didn't work well together and that he felt trapped and had he continued to stay in the marriage, he would have continued to drink. And so, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially what people got from that was, okay, you're pretty much saying it's her fault that you became an alcoholic and that you also felt trapped in your marriage because you had kids. Now, your thoughts on one, can someone trap you in your marriage? Two, can someone make you drink? And Three, him saying that about the mother of his children on a public platform.
0: Well, I didn't hear the exact quote, but going from <laughs> your paraphrase, and I know how you usually interject your own personal feelings <laughs> and insecurities into the interpretation. Oh my
1: gosh, the hate is oozing from your pores right now. <laughs> said, this is going to be Petty
0: Saturday. No, it's right. going to be Petty Saturday.
1: <laughs> i mean, oozing from the pores. <laughs> I can see the whiteness in your beard from all that hate. Hey, yeah, exactly.
0: You know, that's wisdom. That's wisdom Whatever. pouring out. You better be used to it. Get ready for it because it's coming. But no, I'm I'm thinking just because one says that if I stayed in this marriage, I would continue to drink doesn't mean that it's the other person making me drink. Sometimes it's just the stress of the marriage and that's the way that you unfortunately and maybe unproductively cope with it. Doesn't mean it's necessarily the other person's fault. You know, I know how you quickly assume that someone is assigning blame <laughs> to someone, but we can state a fact without having to lay blame for that fact, though, correct?
1: You can, but I th- I think that you're assigning blame when you don't state, "Hey, I take responsibility for me choosing to, I guess, pour into this addiction as a way to cope with conflict or a difficult situation. And, and to me, that would have been a much better way of saying it than to say, oh, my marriage is causing me to drink and pretty much become addicted to this substance abuse. I, I don't like that. I think I do think that think is an that's assignment semantics. of blame. I think <laughs> like that's, I think that's, <laughs> and I think you're a public figure. Be a public figure. You can't you can't and you can't keep it going by then saying, I'm am trapped in this marriage. I mean no one traps you into anything.
0: Well, you are trapped into a marriage to some degree because you sound, you signed a legal document, which means it's binding. So if you say you're trapped, then you are bound somehow or another and you are bound legally by a marital contract. You can get out of that. You can right. become untrapped. No <laughs> doubt about it. But while you are married, you are quote unquote by some definition, you can be considered yourself. Uh, you can consider yourself trapped and especially if you feel like there's it's difficult and it's going to be extremely costly uh whether it's uh, financially whether it's uh professionally whether it's mentally psychologically it's going to cost you a lot to get out of that relationship and when you start saying well until the cost outweighs i mean i'm sorry until the benefit outweighs the cost i'm stuck in this marriage and then what I when I determined that the cost to be acceptable, whatever that combination of cost is, then I, I'm no longer trapped. I found a way out It's acceptable. To me,
1: I, I guess, and this kind of goes into our topic, if you're essentially saying, yes, you can be trapped in a marriage and, and you listen to people say Yes, I am trapped in this marriage, and i I'm, I'm only here from because of a legally binding agreement that is suffocating and token and pretty much taking the life out of me because I cannot wow. get out of it. Why would anyone get married why why so get dark. married I, but but that to me, if you're saying yes, people can be trapped in that marriage, and again, I don't think anyone goes into marriage thinking, yes, I'm going into a period of trapment so I <laughs> Why, why get married? Mark? Why? Why even put yourself through that type of commitment?
0: Well, well, the reason why is, be- <laughs> is because, like you said, nobody expects to wind up in that situation. Uh, but what happens is that they find themselves in that situation because they they failed to cultivate the marriage appropriately and to address issues that that come up as they should have when they came up. And so they find themselves in a predicament where they say, I'm now contractually bound to stay in this relationship, but I really don't want to be in it. And, and that would be considered trap, though. But, yeah, that you don't. We but, don't that, but
1: that to me, then, means it's not the marriage that is trapping you. It is your inability to figure out or to seek assistance so that you can handle conflict. To me, that's then the perspective. It is your refusal to do what is necessary to sustain your marriage it is not the marriage itself then that's trapping you
0: uh what is it then that's trapping you then
1: just like you said your inability to determine or to figure out how to resolve whatever the issue is that has got you feeling in this place where you cannot sustain your marriage
0: i don't I don't understand that because
1: that's just what you said. Your inability (laughs) entraps
0: you. You're saying your inability entraps you, not the marriage. But your inability is
1: based on what you said. said.
0: No, I said the contract. Because you are in this contract, the only way to get out of it is by legal means.
1: The first thing you said was people do not expect to be trapped in their marriage, but they find themselves in these situations where they are unable to either resolve the issue or to um, handle discernment or whatever. I mean, that was what you were saying. And I'm saying, well, then that's your inability to resolve your your conflict. That's your inability to determine how to then sustain your marriage in, in a way that, again, enables you to reap the expectations that you had going into it.
0: I'm not sure that <clears throat> that I would say it's your inability that traps you. It's you feel trapped because you are unable to create a situation that was pleasant for you.
1: And, unable, but the marriage itself, maybe It's like yeah, the that, same that thing, was, <laughs> no, <it laughs> inability, unable. What is the difference between those two words, Dr. Williams? No, those
0: words are the same, no doubt. The <laughs> okay. words are the same. But okay. what I'm saying that, okay, let's say it this way. If I laid a trap, a bear trap in my backyard and forgot that I put it there and I walked into it And the and the trap grabbed my ankle. What has me entrapped? My forgetfulness that I put it there, or is it the bear trap itself? It's the bear trap that has me entrapped. Now I got into that trap because I was forgetful. Yes, I got into it. I stepped into it. I (laughs) stepped into it. You also put it
1: there. I put put it there. there. And so then, are, you saying, are you saying that the marriage itself is like the, the contract itself stuff that you willingly committed yourself to? You then committed yourself to a trap. Is that what you're saying?
0: You committed yourself to a potential trap, no doubt. When anytime, <laughs> you, anytime you enter any into any agreement, you know, as an attorney, the most important thing about any agreement is to find out how to get out of it. <laughs> and what it will cost you to get out of that thing. And so anytime you enter into a binding agreement, you will uh you find yourself putting laying a potential trap for you yourself. But as long as you know to avoid the snare, then you can you can avoid the consequences of feeling like I'm trapped. If I know and I remember where I put that bear trap in my backyard and I always know to step around it, then there's no problem. But it's still the trap that has me. It's not my forgetfulness that had me ensnared. No, your forgetfulness didn't have you ensnared. Your forgetfulness made you susceptible to being trapped.
1: Of course, I do not, as an attorney, do not look at contracts as traps because they're supposed to be mutually consented upon by both parties, where both parties have a benefit um, <laughs> from the agreement. But I would also say, it sounds like then you would be you would be in favor for prenups. I'd be what in favor of prenups? Because then, by that, then there is no trap, right? You've already decided what it will cost you to get out of it, and you've already made claim as to these are the terms and conditions in which you can release yourself from this trap of marriage that you, (laughs) that you, not, not Sonya, but that Dr. Williams has defined the potential of marriage to be.
0: No, I, well, of course, any, any marriage that you get into can be, can go sour. Like I said, if you don't tend your grounds, it can go sour. Yes, if you
1: don't tend your grounds, it's your lack of tending that (laughs) causes the trap.
0: (laughs) No, it's the marriage that causes a trap. (laughs) It is it is the agreement, the binding agreement that you signed or that you entered into that becomes the trap. So (laughs) it's interesting the perspective that some people have about how marriages can become an entrapment for people and that they say, listen, I wasn't expecting this, but if if I really were to know in advance what what this thing could become, these are the vows that I would make because as basically what I'm saying is that I'm I'm vowing to deal with whatever <laughs> needs to happen. I'm vowing to give you some stuff that I might feel like you don't deserve.
1: So right. so basically mm-hmm. do do not get married because I, again, to me <laughs> on the one hand you're saying your lack of tending the field and and to me any relationship that you enter into If you do not put in work, or if you not, to use your words, tend the field, then how do you expect it to grow? Even in, even, you know, we talk about faith and and Christianity, even in your relationship with God, how do you expect that to be beautiful if you are not tending your field? So then this, so then this, this whole idea that, oh, well, you know, you, you didn't expect it to go sour. Well, what did you expect when you're not tending the field?
0: Hmm. I don't know, but we have a viewer who says, "Yes, your trap is what you make it, and um, a prenup or not, money or not, I can be trapped in love's web or trapped in a web of lies." And but it's, the point is that she said the trap is what the one that you lay is the one that you made. Granted, if you never yes, really want to not wanna, the
1: marriage, not the marriage, but the one you lay. I just want to keep highlighting listen, that, when you, when that you, in there.
0: <laughs> when you enter into that marital covenant, you have laid the the, the 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 confines of 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 a marriage. Marriage is a confine. It is a, whether you choose to to uh, perceive it that way or not. There are there are confines. There are constraints. There are borders and boundaries that keep you within the limits of acceptable behavior when you're married so if i'm married then i don't have the right or the legal uh, authority or moral authority to go date other people or to flirt with other women or something except it be acceptable within my marriage now granted in my marriage that will never happen but uh <laughs> that'll never be accepted. But I feel
1: like you can say that about anything. You can say that about Christianity. There are confinements and boundaries as a Christian. There, you can say that in your workplace. There are confinements and boundaries in your workplace. You can say Absolutely. that about familiar relationships. And so then are you just living a life full of traps? Or are we again like? Talking about what it is that you been it. and again, we're, to me, I'm using the word trap in a negative connotation, and I understand mm-hmm. even based on what the comment earlier said, you can be trapped in love, whatever that means. But as this conversation was happening, <laughs> Ben Affleck, what they're talking about, trapped in love, he was talking uh-huh. about trapped to the point of drinking. Which <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now I will say, I will say that his, his the way that you handle your confinement is your prerogative. That's all your responsibility. The fact that you are in uh, confinement is likely your your responsibility and the choices that you've made. The first choice being to say, I do, and marry that person. The second choice you've made is to not put in the work that's required to make that relationship uh, a, a pleasant confinement versus one that is intended to or that tends to drive you to drinking. And and that's his own prerogative. I still don't know that in saying that if I stay in this marriage, I will continue to drink. That that means placing blame on the spouse. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. It means that at this point, I don't like this marriage for whatever reasons it may be. I it could be solely that he's like, listen, I want to get out and I want to sow some wild oats. Still, I'm being half like and just the mere fact that he's married, he says, "I can't do that in good conscience." You don't know what goes on in this man's head, but we—you just assume that it's going to be the woman's fault uh, I don't and that know he's going to blame on the, on the woman.
1: In, it, I and, don't know what goes you know, on you're in his always head. Always thinking I always think of a
0: man not. blaming a woman. You thought Adam blamed Eve, and now you're thinking Ben blaming <laughs> his wife. You
1: that. You the one said Adam said this woman that you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just quoting what Adam said. But but now but to your to your point on on that though I mean first of all again as we talked about any relationship can then can be considered a, tra- a level of trap if we're gonna put that on there but I'm also like why even get married I mean we know. It's getting as Christians, Paul telling people, please don't get married.
0: <laughs> well, there was a reason why he said that. It wasn't because marriage is so miserable or anything. It's because he said, I would rather you be able to devote all of your time and attention toward the service of the Lord, and not have to divide that attention toward the service of your spouse. That was the context in which he said I, 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 it. As well for, for all me, our single people,
1: we, we're also talking about, I guess, interpretation for me in that context what he is saying it is hard enough to be fully committed and surrender to what it is that God has called you to do but then to also take that and and do what you're supposed to do for your spouse and then mm-hmm. all that that requires which according to you could be a level of trap because <laughs> now you have these <laughs> responsibilities to your spouse now that you must you know, adhere to by virtue of the contractual agreement that you have entered into. <laughs> see
0: see what you I think what you what you have done was to thoroughly introduce our topic today. <laughs> Why she? We're not talking about you, but I'm just talking about she. Because what you're expressing is a mindset of a lot of women out here today who, uh, you know, who, who, that interferes. And in, A lot of times the mentality interferes with our ability to maintain meaningful and healthful relationships for long periods of time whether that's a married relationship or whether it's a committed unmarried relationship, whether it's even for that matter friendships. And, and, and many of us don't even maintain friendships for, for years and years on end because we don't recognize the value of making the sacrifice. We always are so focused on what it means for me and what am I getting out of it. <clears throat> I talked to somebody uh, the other day and he was telling me, he said, um, you know, everything we do, serves our own benefit. We don't do anything without having some self without it being motivated by our own selfish drive. I don't know that I agree with that. There's there are some things that we do just because we believe it's the right thing to do. And because it's the helpful thing to do for that relationship, uh, whether it was the thing that I wanted to do or not. And that's where we get into with with marriages is where If you continually to do, if you continue to do and desire to do the things that only benefits you when it's not going your way, obviously you'll feel trapped.
1: Yeah, I, well, first of all, I want to talk about the irony that you said, she, considering the clip that you showed earlier, that was from the man's head. Hey, all my friends told me, keep your heart three sacks, keep your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I guess that to me, that again, we talked about Paul saying, you know, I'd rather you not get married. But part of the reason why, you know, we brought this topic up to the forefront is because recently, Um, A friend of mine who won't be named, but she's a viewer of the show, so she knows who she is, (laughs) sent me a (laughs) clip from Kevin Samuels. And I know that you're familiar with it, but some of our viewers, I mean, I'm not an advocate of Kevin Samuels. I don't watch Uh, it again. No, I
0: thought you were a big fan.
1: No, you didn't. I thought thought (laughs) you you consulted him.
0: (laughs) I thought you consulted him for everything, every question that was brought up by Love at First Sight.
1: And people who know Kevin Samuels can see the humor in that. But if you don't, please believe Mark is hating because, you know, <laughs> that I'm not, I do not consult with Kevin Samuels. But he essentially was saying that, you know, relationships, particularly if is that a woman and he's always telling what telling women what they should do. I, I wish he would have a couple of conversations with men. But anyways, he's always telling women what they should do. But he was saying if a woman um, desires to be with the man who is financially stable, essentially one of the higher tiers of men who can provide certain securities, then they are going to have to, quote unquote, give the man the benefit of the doubt. And essentially, from my understanding of, of what he was saying, and this was 40, almost an hour conversation, so I did not listen to the whole thing. But from my understanding, what he's saying is-
0: You didn't take we notes?
1: I, I did not. <laughs> I was taking notes <laughs> on what not to do. Okay, this is <laughs> he says do this, so let me not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what when I gathered gathered is we we as women essentially need to compromise and put in a lot of work in order to ensure that that man will choose us. Um, And then on the flip side, I was listening to Judge Faith Jenkins, I think her last name is, but don't quote me on that. And she wrote a book talking about do not settle and essentially write exactly what it is that you want from your spouse and don't settle until that is what, you know, you are presented with. And so, I mean, to me, it's almost like, to some degree opposite ends, because I feel like Kevin saying, you're going to have to settle and you're going to have to put in a lot of work and you're going to have to ensure that you are the best, you know, cook, the best looking person, the best <laughs> in, in all aspects, the best nurturer, all that, um, in order to ensure that you keep this man. Whereas I feel like she's saying, Hey, don't settle. You know, don't compromise. Don't give, give the guy the benefit of the doubt if if he is exhibiting qualities that you are feel that are deal breakers. And so, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on I one. Think that... Oh, go ahead. Well, on one, on, on whether or not you know relationships are work. Because a lot of people criticize me because I say I don't feel like putting in the work right now. It <laughs> takes a lot of work to do to do some relationships. But but also, if I'm going to put in the work. Why should I then settle or compromise for what it is that I, I I want?
0: So there you go. You said, if I'm going to put in the work. So then you agree with Kevin uh, because, you know, Samuel- I, No, because, I do
1: think it requires work, yes. But I yeah, disagree that I didn't have to, that he doesn't have to do as much um, and that- Was that I his argument? Was that
0: his, was that said, his point? That men shouldn't women, have to do as much. He
1: said, women give men the benefit of the doubt as if to say- You know, excuse bad behaviors or excuse deal breakers because you're trying to get the top 1% out there and they have a plethora of options.
0: This is true. Now, that's so he he really qualified that. He said, if you're trying to get this guy who's a high earner at some point, Um, at some point wherever wherever that point wherever that level is for you it depends but the, the reality is is that there are women who will do all the things that he's saying that he was doing for the security of a high earner it's um and and so why should a man who brings a lot to the table do exactly what you're saying that a woman shouldn't do And that is settled for a woman who is not meeting the needs that he has as well. Why should he do that?
1: Hey, I'm not saying he should settle either. Hey, if if she is not, if she is not the person you want, by all means, no one should settle in this situation. But I feel like he's saying, women, it is your responsibility to be great and put in a lot of the work. If you want this type of man. Right. If you want this type this type of man.
0: Exactly. And, 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 and by the and, same token, if a woman, <laughs> if a man wants a certain type of woman, he's got to put in the same type of work, the same t- the type of effort and everything to meet the desires of a woman uh, or whatever that woman but again, is. Then
1: no one should be compromised. And I think that's the point that I feel like is it honed in? Yes, you're going to have to put in the work, but then that doesn't mean you settle for Things that bother you just because you want a 1% guy. I mean, if he's cheating on you, you don't then give him the benefit of doubt just because he's in the 1%. Like that's not, I would not encourage that. And, and you're talking about trap. That is then the <laughs> that is in <then> the <laughs> trap you are setting for your relationship to be okay with those type of um and justices. But that's
0: your values, though. There are plenty of women who, who value and esteem having luxury and having security much over having fidelity. They're we like, listen. We can't have both,
1: Mark. We can't have can. security can. and, and fidelity. I'm not saying that you can't. Okay, can. then. I, That's you what I'm go can. for both of them. Go for both go of for them. Go for both of them. That's what I'm saying.
0: But if that's not that important to you, if you're saying, listen, I'm okay as long as he keeps his mess out out of my face he does whatever he decides to do as long as i get to live the life that i want to live and the luxury that i want to live i'm okay with some women are okay with that
1: but don't put that Uh, narrative out there that it has to be a choice i'm just saying don't even put that narrative out there. tell what is it supposed to be that you, a can you can have You can have a marriage where you guys are both monogamous and he is financially stable to to pro- provide security for the family. You can have both. You can. So, I not mean, don't, don't tell court. But you have to be willing to, to wait settle. a little bit longer.
0: But you have to <laughs> Fine, be willing wait. to wait a little bit longer.
1: Wait. wait. Right. It, yeah. It, wait until it, you
0: get you... that ma- advanced maternal age, <laughs> and then when you start wanting to have children, and then you start saying, "Well, I because I had all of these characteristics that I wanted to have, and I wanted, and I wanted to have man. a baby." Me with this person, exactly. That's good. I don't have a problem with that. You should want to pay for it. It seems man. like you
1: have a problem with because I don't like when people throw that in. They're like, Well, then you become past childbearing years. Okay, are you saying that two women? Listen, if you want to bear children within a certain confined amount of time. You're going to have to deal with a guy who is cheating on you, or a guy who is not well with money, or you're going to have to deal with some of these huge flaws, now, so that you, you know can that make know that I'm sure not saying anything a, near that. Well, why would you even put but that there? But let me tell you what I am there, saying.
0: What I am saying is that you understand that if, if having children within a marriage, within the confines of a marriage or <laughs> the trap of a marriage, however you want to call it, <laughs> if that's a priority for you then you need to make your expectations of the man that you want to have uh, a very realistic expectation. We think that having realistic expectations is synonymous with settling. It's not. It is not. It's a matter of having some realistic expectations. The expectations about, one, what the supply is, and then secondly, realistic expectations about what your own worthiness for that type of man that you're desiring is. Now, if you're desiring this top 1% man and you bring nothing to the table but a fat behind, (laughs) you know, then you need to... (laughs) need to reconsider what your expectations are but but let's let's
1: be clear let's be clear for the most part like we like we've already kind of spoke about earlier men have their pick of women who do not have obesity problems who do have careers who do have you know good family structures and the like they again have those as options and so i feel like as as he's Kevin seems is talking to even those women that are having um, issues, be, not because they don't look good, not because they aren't financially secure, not because they don't even have the baggage of children, but because men have Ooh, a plethora of why, why options. Why do children
0: have to be baggage?
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> Awfully hey, dark uh, this morning, aren't you? <laughs> <she? laughs> <laughs> if, if it's if it, it, it is what if it's not yours, you know you <laughs> the, the, the responsibility Bible's- that you have to take on.
0: The Bible says it, it, that the children are a blessing of the Lord. Blessings man whose every quiver is full of them. is
1: a responsibility. Every blessing, <laughs> money is baggage. <laughs> Having Rena wealth baggage, can be baggage, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but again, so I'm saying, but this isn't about the women who aren't bringing anything to the table. To me, this is about the women who are bringing stuff to the table. And yet he's telling those women, hey, sorry, you're going to have to give the benefit of the doubt on, on what it is that you're seeking from a man. So if the question is, is the
0: question is, is what are you bringing to the table? We bring a lot of things to the table. There's a lot of things that are brought to the table that are desirable, but there are also a lot of things that are brought to the table that are undesirable. And that's what he's trying to say. You need to get rid of some of these undesirable things that you bring to the table and put those things under the table and the back burner or whatever.
1: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's talking to the women that do bring a lot to the table. Again, they Why do you bring, feel that way? Because he's saying, I'm sorry, women, you do bring a lot, but hey, there's a lot of women out there that brings a lot. That doesn't make you special. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This isn't about the women who aren't bringing anything. He's talking to the women that are bringing stuff to the table, but he's saying, hey, that doesn't make you special because every there's was- other women out there doing that, too.
0: If, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was dealing more with how you interact with and what your personality, what your interactions, what your personality is, what your demeanor is when you're interacting with your man. Now, I know you had a problem with him telling you, you mentioned before, you was like, well, why don't he talk to the men? Well, because he doesn't date men as far as I know. He doesn't date men. So how would he know what another and, man, how problem, to advise another man how to attract? That's the
1: problem sometimes with men. Y'all need to mentor men don't be don't be just trying to mentor mentoring, you should be mentoring no. your sons Listen. and other men on um, what good qualities to pick from a woman and all this stuff about what you should be bringing in the relationship and all
0: i totally agree with that but i also <laughs> totally agree with the fact that you should not as a woman be asking another woman what men like <laughs> you know <laughs> what should happen is that you should be asking a man what what is it that men really look for in a woman and and you know, don't discount it or discredit, disparage it as you would so quickly do sometimes to dispense why
1: would you want something like that?
0: And you know
1: Yes, yeah, so why you, would you want a man is, that is cheating on you? Yes, I will ask that question. That. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I will ask that but,
0: question. <laughs> but why would but why would why would men want a woman that gives him a benefit of the doubt? Why would men want, want a woman that, that does that? You Everyone, know, of course.
1: I, I, again, and maybe we need to qualify what benefit of the doubt because both partners are going to need the benefit of the doubt. Both partners are going to need forgiveness. I mean, you got to be a forgiving person to be in a relationship. But now if we're, again, if we're talking about the benefit of the doubt and that you can go and have other relationships in, outside of our relationship, that should not be the benefit of the doubt. If we're talking about you can spend money frivolously that should not be the benefit of the doubt. If we're talking about, you know, you don't have to respect me or you don't have to, you know, uh, or, or you should have that expectation that I'm going to always pay for everything. That should not be the benefit of the doubt that we're talking about here. Well,
0: I mean, you'd even, have to even, approach, define even the all those of those things. Of
1: that, even the benefit of that is the, of the expectation that we're going to, you know, have sexual intercourse. That should not be something that should be expected in a, um, premarital
0: relationship, right? As Christians. As Christians, it's not something that should be expected. The reality of your it eyes, is you
1: can't even look at me. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see. I'm blind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reality so ahead, of it is. Go ahead
1: and no, tell the I women agree. out here. The reality is you're going to have to open those legs. that what you're about to say? No, 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 no.
0: Don't, don't. Okay. Oh, let's not go there because the women okay. have that expectation too. Because it's, I hear you're more right. women talking about, I, I got to try it before it. I buy it. they're
1: disputing it, but that's what I'm saying. Is those are, are those the benefits of the doubts that we have to then compromise on? If that's not I don't something think, you want to I don't do. think you
0: have to compromise on anything but the point is is that you have to be willing to extend some grace to people in areas where they may not necessarily live up to your 100% expectation especially if you're not living up to their 100% expectation in certain areas <laughs> as well you know
1: but, but I think that's that, all
0: he's simply saying though but oh
1: well, I I you're giving him a lot more benefit of the doubt than I am. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because <'Cause> I- <laughs> I'm a man
0: and you're a woman. And that's what he's been trying to tell you, no, that women need no. to give men a more benefit of the doubt.
1: Hey, <laughs> I can give you the benefit of the doubt of certain things, but you <laughs> cheating, that should not. And again, that's even you said that as an example. Hey, some women will accept that. Okay, well, then go find the one that does. But that doesn't mean you yeah. didn't tell women or, or encourage women to accept that. That should I'm not, not telling, benefit. That listen, should not be the grace you're giving people.
0: I'm not telling a woman to accept anything. I'm telling a woman to prioritize what those things are that are most important to her. If having children with a committed in a committed marriage is very high on your list, then you know that you have a finite number of years to be able to do that <laughs> to bear children, and so you need to then qualify your other priorities in order to accomplish that goal. And those priorities change with time as well. So before, financial stability uh, and and the financial income or the earnings of a man might be higher on your priority. But as you get further in advance in your career, it may become a lower priority. And you want some man who is probably who's much more emotionally com- committed and devoted to you, even if he doesn't work, you know, which to me, I'm sitting and thinking like, wow, well, I would never as a. I would never. If I were a woman, I would never want a man who doesn't work. But there are some women who do want a man who doesn't work, and you and probably look if at them that's like, what
1: they want. No, no. Again, because right. you said it. You said it perfectly. If that is what they want, but we're if talking that's what about we're talking about the situations where you he's asking to give grace for the things that you do not want. And again, like, and so then, and, and even to that point, like, if you if you want, I feel like you're saying, listen, if you want a commit, if you want someone that is bringing the exact same things that you're bringing to the table, I feel like you're saying, hey, it, you may have to compromise on having a committed relationship within um, a, a finite minimum period of time to have children. I feel like yeah, that's what I'm you're saying.
0: I'm saying <laughs> we no, we we all want it all. We have a guest who said something. What did he say? He said, uh "So." I'm hearing that yes these choices are based on self control, self-centered thinking. I want what I want and if she ain't got this, then she's not the one. Well, the point is is that we want a lot of things, but the reality is that it's very unlikely that one human person is going to fulfill every want that you have. I don't think that that's a reality. That's a realistic expectation. So then you have to determine what are the things that are deal breakers for me? If this is a deal breaker for me and you don't have it, then you're out of the way. But if there are some things that you say, they're not deal breakers, I wish that he would be a little bit more thoughtful. I wish that he would (laughs) think to buy me flowers. You know, it's something simple. I wish that he would think, To, you know, sweep the floor if he sees it. You know, some people are just not going to think to do those things because it's just not in their personality to do it. If that's a deal breaker for you, bye. But if it's not a deal breaker for you, you need to lend some grace in that moment because all the other things that he's doing for you that are higher on your priority list are being met.
1: And I'm saying yes, give the grace on the, on stuff like that. he didn't give you flowers, okay, you can give grace on that he he didn't pull out your chair, okay, you can give him grace on that. He didn't open the door for you. You can give him some grace on that, but now we're we gonna give grace on the fact that you don't work. I mean I think there are certain things those that are your didn't... priorities,
0: <laughs> but those are your priorities. every woman I mean, will have their own group of you priorities are, but,
1: but to me but to me and I hear you those are mine, but I'm also saying you know as as someone who is. You know, we're on this platform where we're to some degree talking about opinion here. If you are a single man and you're not working, that says something. And are we going to encourage women to then date a man who isn't taking care of himself? Are we going to encourage men to date people? a woman
0: who's not taking care of herself?
1: Fine. Yeah, you put it on both ways if you want to. If you <laughs> put it, But I'm saying you put it on both ways. That's fine. But I'm just saying, you know, again, back to the, oh, it, some women are OK with guys who don't want to be faithful. Let's not encourage that. Let's talk to those women. Why are you okay with a guy who doesn't want to commit? Why do you, you? want to
0: talk to them about it? Why? Why is that a flaw? Is that a is flaw? That a, I,
1: I think it's a flaw. You don't think it's a flaw?
0: I That's think it's a t- flaw. <laughs> I, I think it's a flaw. Let me tell you. I think it's a flaw because of my religious beliefs. But not yes, everybody but believes the, the way that I believe. Not everybody believes the way that I believe. And so if you're going to counsel someone, you need to know what their belief systems are and what their value systems are. If someone is say,
1: coming to if someone is coming to you for counsel, they already know what your value system is. They if someone's listening to this show, they know where we stand. Not necessarily. Not until until we open our
0: our mouths and say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, something I'm I'm saying, Mark, let's encourage people to seek committed relationships between one man and one woman or however you want to define two people.
0: And that's a very Christian perspective, and I respect that, and I actually endorse that. But here's the challenge: I've I've worked, I have in uh, in my office, I had uh, well, they used to be young women; they're not they're not so young anymore. But you know, we've had really young women come through the office most uh, throughout the years, and I hear them talking about marriage, and they're saying, "Why would I get married? I don't want to get married." My, most of them, a lot of women don't really want to get married these days young women particularly in their 20s and early 30s you might be past that but uh, a lot of these women <laughs> the
1: hate, the hate keeps pouring.
0: <laughs> but but a lot of them don't want to get married and, and, and so they and invited fine. me into this conversation one time and and i thought in that moment some of these girls are not christians and so i'm sitting there thinking like how do you counsel a woman who doesn't have christian beliefs on the virtues of marriage and why somebody should want to get married and i'm
1: thinking like i don't
0: i don't have a good answer if i well, had well, to explain clear, to you why to get married
1: let's be outside clear. I'm of being not a christian that, i'm not saying as a christian woman you should desire marriage don't get, i mean to me again going back to paul it's okay if you don't want to get married and i'm not saying that makes you any less christian if you do not want to get married that's completely fine
0: just keep your legs closed.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, it's a trap, right? We talked about Christianity in a trap. He
0: said it's better to marry than to burn, baby. Better to marry than to burn.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm definitely not endorsing this idea that you have to desire marriage, or that you, even in, in the form of our faith, that it requires you to desire marriage.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to get back to this notion. That who better is qualified to give advice to a woman about how she should interact with her man than a man himself.
1: Well, you know, one of the viewers did say as a successful man, which clearly she doesn't know you,
0: can you (laughs) shine
1: light on how your wife distinguishes herself in your eyes? Because she surely did settle, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't quite get that top one percent, but I guess.
0: But <laughs> well, she she didn't go for the top one percent of income earners, but she went for the top one percent of looks and and integrity and character and all of these other things. So she and then she hit she the jackpot you. in that so one. Then... <laughs> and then she saw me and was like, "I can't and let I this not. one go."
1: <laughs> can't have it all. So how does she distinguish herself? As you say, we should ask men like you.
0: So um, let me start this by saying, I, I made a compliment to my, I saw pictures that my, my daughter posted on Instagram this past week. And and I commented on it and I said, I love your classy style every time. and And she's 15 years old, almost 16 years old. And you see a lot of women who walk around and teenagers who are walking around with very revealing clothes and showing off their body and everything. You can be fashionable and still be demure. You can be fashionable and still demonstrate uh, some level of integrity to say, hey, I'm more than what my body Says I am. And so that's one of the first things that caught my eye about my wife. And I'm glad to see it being reproduced in my daughter is that she knew how to fast dress fashionably, but without having to use her body to attract the attention of a man. Don't have to show skin in order to win. Uh, so I appreciated that in her. Uh, the the uh, mere fact that she really carried herself with uh, a dignity and and saw herself as a being respectable type of woman that was most attractive to me. Now, granted, my first. Viewers looking at her and saw her beauty. You know, I mean, that's what we do. We look, we, our first impressions are based solely so, off be beautiful. of physical traits. We
1: got, we got, uh, we be, beautiful, be beautiful.
0: Keep yourself <laughs> physically, together.
1: physically keep, beautiful, right?
0: <laughs> at least keep yourself together. Be physically beautiful. And yeah, a lot of times physically. you don't have to have the greatest facial features as long as you present yourself well. The entire package. You can be the most beautiful woman. But if you walk around and your hair ain't kept, you're not getting my attention. I'm sorry. And so, honestly, the first thing that drew me to my wife was her hair. And the Bible says that a woman's hair is her is her crown and glory. And she kept her hair laid all the time. And so, that probably was my biggest expectation of any woman uh for me. And that's a horrible, that's a horrible thing to do, but i'm saying the thing like if you don't have your hair done you can't you can't hang out with me baby i'm sorry <laughs> it's vain okay i'm a vain I'm... you
1: do tend to comment on my hair sometimes so i mean i guess i do <laughs> i know this hair i guess i, I notice... need to be more conscious <laughs> or of how your insults in my hair <laughs> right,
0: that's why i'm trying to figure out why you still can't keep a man right now because you always have your hair right <laughs> your hair is but now I think I figure it out it's it's not the hair it's the
1: it's
0: this part right here that mouth keep going no. second thing is that she knew when to close her mouth I'm just kidding maybe if you're watching this make
1: sure I to say please <laughs> correct yourself real quick before you get that mouth after this <laughs> <laughs>
0: really the, the the mouth is an important thing it, it's it's what are you speaking when you open your mouth how are you speaking are you are you are you talking using foul language like every other common woman or do you when you speak are you speaking as a woman of royalty are you speaking as a queen that i expect you to be and um and she met all of those and she was uh dedicated hard working and And she was uh, disciplined. Those type of things to me were just like incredibly attractive, whether she was going to earn hundreds of thousands of dollars or not. I, um, it wasn't, it was irrelevant to me. I did want her to work as long as she's willing to work and she's industrious, you know, (laughs) then we're good, but you can make $30,000, $38,000, whatever it is, and still be with me at that point. Um, (laughs) at but, that point. <laughs>
1: but,
0: yeah, if you got all the other, if you have all those other characteristics, you know, you're keeping yourself together, you're always presenting yourself well, uh, both physically, visibly and audibly, you're presenting yourself well, and you're uh, industrious, you integrous, those are the things that drew me. And so the financial piece was a little bit further down the, down the line, because I knew I had the capacity to earn the money, even if she wasn't. So I had other priorities in a woman than her. Now she might've had, I don't know what her character is. She must've had really high expectations. <laughs> I think that's what it is. And she didn't settle on any of them. But
1: if she did, if she did met us our family and we told her, Hey, that ain't it then. These aren't, <laughs> we're warning <wanted> you now. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have a viewer who says that her husband loved her hair as well. And so, so this is a key point. I mean, men pay attention to hair. They do. It's kind of like women who look at men's shoes and they can tell a lot by their shoes. Men can tell a lot about a woman by her hair um, and how she keeps her hair. And frankly, all these Oh, I'm not going to get on the weaves and everything else like that because that can get me in trouble. <laughs> I have never been a weave person. I have never been a weave person. I can deal with the braids. You get your braids and everything. Gonna say, I was going to say, you must be much.
1: hating this right now then. Like,
0: <laughs> no, I can deal with those. And I think some of them look really nice on women and everything. But when you start throwing on these big long weaves and you know, hair just all over, I'm like, oh, that is so ugly. What's wrong you... with a nice little ponytail? What is wrong?
1: With... <laughs> hating.
0: All oh, they head tapping. <laughs> that's just my own personal preference there so if you're gonna have it at least make it look natural at least don't make it look way out and so far out that it doesn't belong on your body and so my wife does all of that so
1: say your daughter comes to you because i'm hearing you say the woman needs to of course look nice have nice hair and it needs to be laid every time you see her she needs to be classy so she can't use her body to you know i guess exude sex Sexuality or whatever, she just she needs to be classy. Uh, I'm, has to work, so some capacity. Be to industrious. Be industrious. <laughs> be industrious. Be industrious. And
0: necessarily mean have to work. Just be <laughs> industrious.
1: And can't have lip. So then, if someone. <laughs> I'm
0: concerned about how you interpret things that you hear. <laughs> I
1: mean, hey, th- those are words that came out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly. But those were your interpretations of the words that came out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> so if you're then telling uh, your daughter, hey, if you if, if she says, dad, I want the kind of man who has the capacity or has the desire, I should say, not even capacity, because I don't think you should really necessarily date potential. but is um Mm -hmm. has the ambition because you don't know your potential and his potential may not be aligned so you know you don't to me you shouldn't date your potential because you're projecting or or putting expectations on him that he may not want to be and so um so i think you should date who you who you're presenting but you don't have the potential
0: if you never want to be it though
1: Well, I mean, so then, I mean, that's to, I guess, how you define, you know, potential in that sense. So she says, I want to date someone who has the desire and is working towards having that financial disability to care for a family, who desires to be in a committed relationship just with her, uh, who desires children and who desires to, you know, essentially pour into his family. Are you then telling her, well, listen, you might have to put off marriage for a while before you can find this guy. <laughs> and you need to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, then you might have to knock off one of those things on that list. Would you tell <laughs> well, her that?
0: <laughs> I'd be real with her. At- I'm saying listen, it depends on it depends on how long that list is. Um uh, now if you if you're looking at I realize, yeah, it means you may have to put off marriage until you can find someone who meets these characteristics that you have set, these expectations that you have set. Um, Do they have to have fully arrived? No, but do they have to demonstrate active progress along that pathway? Absolutely. So if you tell me that, if if you come to me and say this guy has potential, he has drive and desire and he wants to do this, I'm gonna say, let me see what was his history that shows me or that gives me confidence that he's actually going to make it there and that he's not going to quit halfway because it's easy to quit it's very easy to quit once you get married you know i always use analogy i said you always run to catch the bus until you get on the bus and then you usually sit down and enjoy the ride that's a problem that's not marriage (laughs) to me you know you did all this running to get to it but then all of a sudden you're just gonna sit down and just relax at that point no you keep (laughs) working keep striving and, and, and keep that same drive that you had before you got married. So the, then my
1: question is, would you encourage her to wait or would you encourage her to settle? I'd encourage her to wait okay
0: but i'd also encourage her to have realistic expectations about what she gets now if she starts running okay i want a man who makes seven hundred and fifty thousand I- dollars a year i want him to be light-skinned and have good hair i want him to to be a christian and and love the lord and a preacher and i want him to be able to sing and do all the wonderful things that my Look father does i'm like Don't baby
1: be- you're not gonna <laughs> find me
0: it might take you a long time to find somebody like me. I know.
1: But... I meant to say, only you think that's you.
0: Well, I ain't like skin and I don't have that good hair, but you know.
1: Whatever good hair means, we're not going to put that out there to you for either. <laughs> <laughs> Topic for another day. Um, exactly. I mean, <laughs> But but that's the thing, you would encourage her to wait. And I think that's what gets me sometimes about a Kevin Samuels or about people who put this type of advice out there is as if to say, hey, listen, you know, I'm not encouraging you to wait, I'm encouraging you to settle. I'm encouraging you to give the men the benefit of doubt. I'm encouraging you to compromise versus just wait, that he's out there. And if he's not, then perhaps, the trap of marriage is not something you want to find yourself having to commit to.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't find yourself in a trap that you laid. Oh Lord. <coughs> uh. Sad, sad, sad.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing wrong with choosing not to be married. If you know you, you do not meet the person that lives up or is what you desire.
0: Yeah. Well, I do want to read one other uh, viewer comment. It says, or I'm encouraging you to work on yourself and your gifts so that you can trap the one you desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to work on your cunning. You got to work on your cunningness and, uh, <laughs> and trapping. It goes back to the video we showed earlier. That, like, I promised. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something so Always.
1: To always mess up the toilet. What was some of the he said? He said to pee on the toilet <laughs> and spray. <scream."
0: laughs> All the things you didn't expect to happen in marriage, though. So, I'm glad you did at least catch that part where he expected, where he accepted some fault that he would do in his own, some things that he would do in the relationship that would be frustrating to the wife, as yes, well as I that there that are is- some.
1: That is important. Like you have to know that, like you said, no one's perfect. So you have to know the flaws and be very transparent about that in dating.
0: Exactly. That's a problem. I think a lot of times people date and they always wear the mask and the masks stay on until until the marriage really comes. And then you like realize like who is this person? I use an <laughs> analogy of uh of Rachel and Leah in the Bible, where Jacob decided that he wanted to marry Rachel. But then after the wedding night, he woke up the following morning and found out that he had Leah, the ugly sister. Like, wait a minute, who don't, is don't this? Don't
1: call her the ugly sister. Do not That's what the do Bible called her. No, the Bible called her ugly. the
0: tenderite the <laughs> sister. I was going to say, the Bible
1: it. did not use the word ugly. And, 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 basically, it
0: translates to ugly.
1: <laughs> and if we're being quite honest, Leah was the better wife.
0: She was probably the better wife. Not
1: probably. Uh, she was the better wife. It depends Rachel, on what you're expecting. It depends Rachel on what you became you're- envious and, and and mean and, and demanding. Why? I mean Leah was the better wife.
0: Well that's your that's your perspective. Now <laughs> one might one might desire one might actually believe that uh, Rachel was the better wife because she produced the seed of promise. Because that's Joseph God was the giving,
1: one. That's that's not that something was, that she that God put that in her. Don't don't give her credit. Which for was doing the
0: that. one that which was the one that was <laughs> ordained by God for him to marry. And don't, so but what don't, happened don't was don't give
1: her credit for that. Don't give her credit for that.
0: She was chosen Did by she, God. Okay, I won't <laughs> give her credit for him. But
1: Leah this was, was chosen, a wife that
0: was chosen Leah, by God for him. Leah,
1: don't do that. Leah I'm was also. Saying. But no, but Leah was also very blessed and, and God. Leah was insecure.
0: Well. Leah was insecure.
1: Because her Extremely husband didn't love her. If well, she should be secure
0: up- in herself.
1: Please. Everyone has her, insecurities. her security <laughs> should not be
0: based on the love of her husband. But Everyone okay. Has if, insecurities. If,
1: but if, if your husband. If your husband doesn't love you and you're not feeling a no way about that, then I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> so here's the point. And then this is probably going to what Kevin Samuels was saying was that um because Leah was ugly, she probably needed to be Quit a better ugly. wife.
1: <laughs> Oh, the hate. I'm just, the hate.
0: <laughs> y'all know I'm just joking. I'm just kidding, y'all. These are j- them, just jokes. Them just jokes. <laughs> Eddie Murphy said, "Nah, baby, them just jokes."
1: <laughs> While he is very serious about women, get your hair laid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about that. I'm serious about that, and I'm like, I, they're not. There are not many men that I know. Well, I take that back. There are probably a lot of men who don't yeah, really care <laughs> much about women's hair. That's probably true. Oh,
1: no, no, no. But me. hopefully, that is a place of grace because you can't always have your hair perfect every time you leave the house. So, men, if you're not giving any grace on that, then shame on you. And Mickey if you're and not Grace. contributing to the,
0: if you're not contributing to the kitchen fund, then you know, don't talk about
1: hey, it. Hey, that's fair too. Uh, hey, yeah. you should both parties should cook. Listen,
0: if it's if it's a priority to, for you, then that's where your fund should go as well. You know, um, would they say, um, oh, passion is proof of no something is proof of passion? Pursuit is proof of passion. If you really are passionate about it, you should be sewing into it and making sure that it happens and comes to fruition. So if this is a high priority for you, and she don't have the funds for it, bro, send her, send her to the uh, hairdresser and let her get it done. But that's my belief. But and I, <laughs> well, I would do it well, if I had to.
1: <laughs> well, next week is Christmas, so you know we'll be celebrating each other or at least our families who have dealt with us for so many years, <laughs> as well as the the birth of Christ and all that he has given to the world and the salvation we have through him. So we will not be on air next Saturday. I know that you guys will miss me, but we will be back in January before the new year and probably think about some new year resolutions. It's getting tough when you're on the Mark's level of perfection to think about <laughs> your flaws. <laughs>
0: Only you would say that, <laughs> only, you would, only you would see me as flawless, but
1: you know, trust me, there are some there.
0: There are a lot of I'm them. I'm going to
1: say, maybe we'll have Doris <laughs> on the show and then she can say, these are some of the resolutions Martin needs to consider. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Starting with the toilet in the bathroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do that, we'll take your New Year's resolutions for us. <laughs>
1: Um, but anyways, like I said, we, we, we hope you guys have an enjoyable and and happy holidays. We will miss you, but we'll be back in the new year. Thank you so much for your support this past year. And again, we look forward to seeing you in 2022.
0: This has been another episode of the Roundtable consult. Listen to this or other episodes at your convenience on your favorite podcast, directory, or listening app. Or catch us live every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern at facebook.com forward slash roundtable consult. Tune in live and join the conversation.